this is your next step to defeating the narcissist. Learn how to master your boundaries, how to release responsibility for another's emotional response, how to feel the power of your self-sovereignty, free yourself from narcissistic abuse, and draw long-lasting, powerful boundaries. Get your free workshop now at ravenscott.show forward slash free dash workshop. Welcome to the Empath of the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, and I welcome you here to the show. If you are new and are enjoying this podcast, help me help others. Rate and review. Take a screenshot and DM me at Raven Scott Show on Instagram for a free human design reading to answer your pressing question about the root cause, your future, and external forces that influence you. This week on the podcast, I have a dear friend, Anna C. Jones. Last year, we went live uh, talking about external validation. Is it needed or why do so much, so many of us lean on external validation? And uh, just recently, she said, hey, like, I just... I didn't know you talked about narcissism. I just experienced a horrible relationship. I just broke up with him and she wanted to share her story. Anna is on a mission to inspire as many women as possible to live a life that has personal meaning. Anna is an emotional awakening coach who works closely with women to remind them of their power, to step back into their worth and encourage living an unapologetic life. And she has been doing this for quite some time. This just goes to show that this happens to the best of us, but you don't need to let it get you down. And so when she experienced this narcissist, she had really beautiful phrases and um, things to reflect back towards him that I think a lot of us might have been afraid to say. So it's really great to gain her perspective on how she experienced it, um, what she said, and how her response was. Um, and we talk about why she stayed so long. And you can find Anna at Instagram at A-N-A Anna C. Jones. And all her links to her website and Instagram are in the show notes below. So let's get into the conversation. Welcome back. I have with me Anna C. Jones. Uh, we're, we've known each other for a little while and um and a, a live or so so thank you so much for being here yes thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be back here and a lot of things have shifted since the last time that we chatted so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things have shifted yeah absolutely gaining clarity and mastering um uh, for me on my end at least what i'm um what i'm focusing on and what i'm here to share with the world so um I wanted to, before we dive into how to spot a narcissist, this is what we're talking about today, and why can't you leave? Um, you had reached out and said, oh my gosh, you talk about narcissists. I didn't even know that. Like, I have a personal experience. So can you relate to the audience and share with us as much as you can while still being safe, uh, your experience? Yeah. Thank you so much for, for saying that because it is important for us to feel safe in our experience. So I don't even 
know if I've heard, I probably had heard some derivative of the word narcissist, but I'd never really thought that I had experienced and I've had an experience with a narcissist. And fortunately, I was only there for eight months. And it was, it was really interesting because I kind of got tricked into being in this relationship with this person. The attention and adoration that is poured onto the empath by the narcissist is like a monsoon in a desert. And it feels so good because they've been parched and neglected for so long. This is just one of the many powerful messages from my book, The Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse, Recover from PTSD, Codependency, and Gaslighting Manipulation, a guide to heal childhood trauma with effective exercises. This book contains 20 plus healing resources, guided meditation, exercises, and journal prompts for healing, human design, and astrology concepts. Buy your copy on Amazon today. Because when we first met, he went on a trip. And I don't want to give too much specifics because if, you know, if somebody comes across this, they might know him and, and, you know, it's, it's like, Everybody has their journey and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not with this person anymore and, and all that good stuff, but I still don't want to affect their journeys and their lives and whatnot. So, yeah. um, you know, this person was on a, like a month long trip and it was overseas and it was just really lovely, you know, very, he was funny, he was friendly and very just like outgoing and was very like, um, I like territorial men. I'm very primal in that way. Kind of like piss on me and make me yours. And then we'll see each other later. I'm very, very much like that. Um, and so he was doing that. And I, and I thought, this is great. Like this guy is like texting me, we're, call, we're talking, we're, like all the things. But then when he came back from that trip, something shifted. Or I, I use the air quotes because... <laughs> Nothing had really shifted. I was just seeing who he actually was. And I was just like, I did, I, I was so confused. I was, I was confused the majority of the time that we were together because I was like, didn't we just have this conversation? Like, didn't I just say this? Didn't, didn't like I said, or I said everything but this. It was so weird. It was like, it was like a mind fuck. It really was just like, I could not understand what was going on. And if I can't curse on your on your show, you can definitely call me out. No, it's like, oh. fine. It's an explicit show. It's fine. Go for it. Okay, <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. That's what I thought. So it was really interesting because I had never read or heard or investigated or researched anything about a narcissist until a friend of mine was like, he sounds like a narcissist. And so when you're in a relationship with the person, you you want people to think of them in a nice way. And so I didn't really confirm the fact that he was, but he absolutely was. And I then started going down this rabbit hole of investigation and of just finding things out because once you tap into this world, it's like gaslighting and all of these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I experienced this. And it was so... It, it was just so crazy to me, for lack of a better word, to to have experienced all of this. And I knew that 
I was not insane. I knew that what I, I knew what I was saying. And then when I heard him be like, you didn't say that you said this and this and this, I was like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure that this is not what I said. They are so confident and they say things with so much confidence that if your confidence is not sturdy and super strong, which if you're, if you're with a narcissist, your confidence is not there. Your self-worth is like, you know, who, who freaking knows where, where it is. So I was so desperate in that time in my life. I was so desperate to be loved or to feel loved. What I thought was love that I was willing to, to go through all of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we traveled, he was very like, here, I'll give you the world. But if I didn't answer his text, if I didn't answer his call, it was like a show. It was like, oh man, I'm glad you're not part of the firefighter department because I would have been here. I would have already died and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm working, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not like, just, just not a role here, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And even if I did just want to lay on the couch and not answer your text, like I can do that too. I don't have to be on for you 24 seven. So that in a nutshell was, was my experience. And, you know, I think it really has, I think that this experience along with many, many others in my life have led me to what I do now, which is develop a program for women to remember who they are and they're tap into their worth and be unapologetic about what they want. It's so interesting because it's not until you look back that you're like, wow, I had to go through these things to actually be able to help women that are in these spaces so they can, so they can truly just come back into their worth and realize that you know, you don't have to be in a relationship with anyone. It's, it's that there's so many uh, attachment styles that we have, right? Um, I know mine was anxious. If you haven't, if, if people that are listening to this, if you don't know anything about attachment styles, I recommend that you look into that because you, that way you know why you have the relationships that you have and how you end up with people end up or mm -hmm. how you subconsciously choose these relationships that you're in. Because we, it's no coincidence. It's not, it's not like, oh, it just happened. We, we brought them into our reality for a reason. Yeah, I was going to uh, tap into that and talk to you more about, okay, so there was this still, like you, every time I talk to you, you are very strong, you're confident, you're helping women, but still, this is why it's okay. And we're all in good company. You are not a bad person because you have more self-worth to work on, uh, there's so much in our lives, ancestral, and the environment and the culture that contributes to all that. So it's almost like experiencing that relationship with a narcissist is boot camp. And it's a kick in the butt of like, okay, here's the flashlight. Here's where you have some holes that I've heard like energy leaking, and then you're attracting them magnetically. Natasha Von Salza just spoke to us about that back in May in episode 51. Narcissists were a conduit for spiritual growth. If you're not willing to work on your shadow work or maybe haven't had certain shadow work revealed to you, then when you do get involved with a narcissist, it's like having someone on the outside uh, magnifying that shadow that you've got to work on. Yeah, for sure. And I remember my mom telling me, Anna, if you're in a toxic relationship, you are toxic too. So it's not that it's, it wasn't just him. This is the thing that it was still try to like push blame and say, oh, it was him or it was her or it was whatever gender they, they consider, right? 
Yeah. And I really think there has to come a time where we, where we are responsible for the things that we've encountered in our lives and not beat ourselves up for it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that I was only there for eight months. Like I've talked to people and they're like, Anna, I wish I would have had eight months. I had eight years or I yeah. was there for three years or I was there for, you know, a, a whole freaking decade. So well, I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or decade. Yeah. And I'm I'm really grateful for the experience. It might sound a little twisted and perhaps a little dark, but thanks to him, I, I know what it's like and I know the the red flags to look out for because it's not the same as yeah. if, you know, if I asked you like, hey, Raven, what are the red flags for a narcissist? And you can list them. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's this and this and this and this versus me actually going through the experience, having it firsthand. I think that was just like, wow. Like I had never been in a more confused state in my life, I don't think. And and to really, when you experience it, or at least when I experience things, and then I, I get back into that feeling of confusion, of lost, of of desperation, I'm like, oh, I've been here before. And I don't like the way this feels. I don't mm-hmm. like the way I feel. And I don't like the way every, all of these, all of these things make me feel. So I can catch myself and say, no, this, this is a red flag. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And then I can shift and pivot. I love the idea of tapping into how you feel as a red flag, because so many of us are sharing red flags that they're doing, but how do they make you feel? I love that. Like I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling confused. Like what are you experiencing? And those are red flags. Yeah. Yes. And, and our, our feeling, our emotions, our feelings, they can serve as like a barometer of how we are. And if it's, if it's your nervous system, because you are, you know, you're getting everything you've ever wanted, or it's something amazing happening, like, that's, that's one thing, right? We need to regulate it and then just tell it like, hey, everything's okay. You've got this, keep moving forward. Versus you are in this abusive relationship, you are constantly being the victim over and over and over again. But there's always something that we are getting out of any relationship. And when I decided to break up with him, which was just detrimental to him, narcissists are like, you cannot leave me. Right. How dare you leave me? And that was a shock for him. And it was really interesting because he really wanted me back. And he was like, Anna, like, what about all our goals? What about all our plans? And I was so honest with him. I was like, I would rather take the risk of starting over with someone than to continue with what I have with you. Yeah. Like I was so honest with him and I, I was so over just walking on eggshells and I was done with all of that shit. So I mean, I remember the the place where, you know, he reached out to me and I was like, hey, I'm actually on my way to a date. And he's like, okay, so it's over. And I was like, yeah, it's been over since, uh, since January. It's April. I did tell him something very strong. And I don't know if, if it served him or not, but I, I didn't do it for his education. I did it for my sake. And I told him, you know what? You're, you're an abusive person. And, and he was like, wow, that is, that is a very strong comment. Like that's, you know, like that's a, and I yeah. was like, yeah. yeah diminish it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then I told him, yeah, but it's also true. 
And I do have to say, in order for there to be an abuser, there has to be someone who's willing to be abused. And I'm taking that responsibility. You could not have abused me if I wasn't there to be, you know, just like abuse me, right? And to some people, if you're hearing this and this is triggering you, it's true. Hmm. Nothing, you know, you talk a lot about boundaries and everything, Raven. It's like, if we have really solid and sturdy boundaries, there's no way, there's no way that a narcissist is going to enter into our lives because we won't allow it. Right. Yeah, it's immediate, like cutting that out, ignoring the text, not going any further on that next date or that next commitment or goal in that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So before we we have to go, I wanted to ask you, you were there eight months, which for some of us seems like, oh, what infant stage? You're so lucky. And you do feel lucky. But still, eight (laughs) months is almost a whole year. So that sucks, too. I want to validate you that, yes, that took some time. And in those eight yeah. months, um, you said when he came back, which was fairly new in the beginning of the relationship, things shifted and you start to see something. So why did you stay the rest of the time when you started to see things shift? You know, I really think that there used to be, not anymore, not anymore, not as much. There used to be this part of me that would always be like, oh, but when I was in the relationship, I was just like very hopeful. I was very hopeful of everything going back to the way it was, going back to the beginning. And, you know, because at the beginning it was fun and I love to have fun. <laughs> I'm a very fun woman. And I, I was like, am I giving up too soon? So I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. And We traveled and when it was good, it was fun, but there would always be this time frame of how fun it was going to be. And I felt like we only had this like time, like this is the allowance, you know, like this is how much fun you're allowed to have in this relationship. And then like he would make a comment and criticize me or demand something of me or just make a comment that I was like, why would you even say that? Uh, You know, I I had an accident on a trip that we had and I couldn't move my legs. I was, it was bad. Like it was so bad. And yeah, he like patched me up and everything and all these things. But then when he would like, I was in bed and he would like sit next to me, I would get scared because my leg was in so much pain. And so he was like, why are you doing that to me? I was like, I was waking up and I was like, what? What are you talking about? I am laying down, scraped, bruised. Like all, like my knees are like, just like, like every, I was, I couldn't move. I was in so much physical pain and anguish. And I was like, you cannot be fucking serious right now. Like, are you really going to make me feel bad about, or are you wanting to like, turn this around. And that's the thing about narcissists. They, they can't, it's very hard. It's really interesting though, because they seem very empathetic with others, but when you're in a relationship with them, they don't really have any empathy with you. That's what I, Mm. I, I thought, I thought that experience that I had with him was amusing. And I was just blown away because he was loved by everyone. 
He was the life of the party. Everyone, everybody wanted to be to hang out with him. Oh my God, he's such a great guy. I'm so glad you're with him, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, he's actually a fucking monster. Like he's not pleasant today. He, you know, like, I mean, the sex wasn't even that great. <laughs> it's robotic, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not it like was, you're actually connecting. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And then a part of me was like, is he gay? Like, I don't know. There was just like so many things. Girl, it was, connect- it was definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I really, I really think that, you know, it, it was an experience that I had to have. Not that I recommend that anyone goes through this if you are already listening to this and you have enough information. Yeah. But to really connect with yourself and to really say, this is off. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, the feeling. I always talk about that. Listen to your gut. Your, your body knows, right? So your brain can justify like, oh, well, maybe he's doing this because he's really tired or, you know, that whole projection, like, why are you doing this to me? It's like, he can't understand or have any comprehension everything's all about them so your pain is now like somehow the projection is he typically probably fakes stuff or fakes ailments or when he's really ill or whatever to make someone else feel guilty and so that was almost like a huge secret reveal like hey I don't actually care about anybody and I use all of this tactic so it's like he thought you were using that tactic on him but you literally physically if any other sane person saw you, they would not react that way. They would be like, oh my gosh, can I get you some medicine? Can I get you a hot towel? How can I help you? Not, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. 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 And I think like, like you were saying, it it was a bit of, oh, let me take care of you to fill this part of my ego. Like I'm such a good person. Yeah. But then after a while, it's like, what about me? And I mean, there, I've heard of some people that are out there that know that they are narcissists and they're like, hey, I'm aware that I'm a narcissist and I'm actually doing the best that I can to reverse this. But I haven't heard of any success stories of anyone reversing. I mean, I, I'm one of those eternal optimistic people that, you know, if if you really want something, I think that you can achieve it. And if you are aware that you are a narcissist, I mean, you're already like, <laughs> you're already succeeding so, just that, saying that yeah right yeah because they yeah are. exactly so yeah but I mean I don't know if he if he ever took into account if he ever was like whoa yeah I am abusive or if he just went on his way and just you know is still living his life this way I don't really bother to keep up with his life I yeah. wish him the Good. best uh but yeah it's it's definitely something that I will never forget and in the in the best way because now I've turned it into a learning experience. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us and just really making the listeners not feel alone because we all have experienced this. The, the theme of the word always is crazy. It's always that. So what, that's the best word that you can really crazed is is a word (laughs) yeah and and the beauty I think that the reason why some of us feel very isolated is because we don't speak up and we don't share what we've been through we don't talk about these things and I I love that you're doing this because I'm pretty sure that a lot of people as they listen to this will be like 
holy shit, I've been with a narcissist. Or if there's somebody who's really aware, they might be like, oh my gosh, I'm a narcissist, whatever, right? So, so I, I really, I really think that it's important for us to tell our stories. I think that we need to stop making coaches, you know, people who are considered experts or professionals in their field, you know, gurus, because we've all gone through so much shit and it's, I mean, you can call it shit. You can call it transformation. You can call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, you make whatever you want out of it. But it is important for us to realize that everyone is going through this experience. It's the human experience. And for me, honestly, just deciding that has been a game changer. I decide that I get to move forward and I get to have the life that I want and I get to experience the things that I want to experience. You know, before I hopped on this call, I wasn't having such a great time because I felt like I was having little hurdles just uh, through the morning. And then I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. This These situations are being presented to me so that I know that to every problem, there's a solution. And I don't have to be like, oh, today's going to be a horrible day. Oh, you know, I'm starting the day off on the on the wrong foot, whatever that means. And like, that's that doesn't set the tone for my day. I get to decide. I come back. I come back to finding like I want to experience miracles. I want to experience magical moments. I want to experience all of these things. And I get to come back to these things. And I really think that that's something that we forget that we have the power to choose. We're not tied to a person or a situation or an event or a circumstance. We have to wake up and just be like, oh, wow, I actually have the power to walk away from here. Okay, what resources do I need? Who do I need to contact? How can I find support to leave this relationship, to, you know, move away from this? Because it matters. We can't do things on our own. So thank you for for having the space for people to come on here and share their story because as we realize there's there's much, I mean, there are probably millions. What do you even say? Maybe a billion? <laughs> yeah. There's well, that's how many. It, it, yeah. It's like I keep talking about lately. It's it's in our system. It is the founding of our nation. So yes, it's everywhere. It is infiltrated. And you walk around a corner and you will bump into a narcissist. 100%. So yeah. Thank you for sharing. And any other final thoughts or offerings you want to share that you can support our, our listeners? Yeah. No, I... I just want to say, you know, if you feel called to working or, or doing this type of work where you actually are not dependent on a person or any situation or any type of circumstance, I love working. I, I focus mostly on women, but I've been drawn to working more with men because I feel like as women, we expect men to understand how we function. But as women, we've actually never bothered to understand how men function and why they react the way that they do. And so I've been I've been leaning into a lot of compassion to this because, you know, I hear like, uh, you know, fuck the patriarchy and all these and all that. But the truth is the patriarchy hasn't only affected women. It has affected everyone. Yes. And and that creates a lot of confusion. So if you're a man, a woman, and you feel called to doing this work, I would love to support you. I would love to guide you if we're a good fit. I would love to work with you. And I think that's pretty much it, you know, yeah. tapping into tapping into their worth, remembering who they are. It sounds very trendy and very out there, but it really is living 
our most unapologetic lives and and we don't have to apologize for everything that we do. We don't have to go around seeking for approval, validation externally, because once we start building that inside, that shifts so many things. And I think that as a collective, if we understood that and if we started working in that way, we wouldn't have all the chaos and all the drama and all the protests and all the things that we currently have, especially in the US, right? There's a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of things that are, I mean, you're just getting out of one thing and boom, there's another wave and there's another wave. And it gets exhausting, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I used to be, I used to participate a lot in like rallies and pro, and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> My work isn't here. My work is in another place. So yeah, um, vote yeah. everyone. Just vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can do that. <laughs> the inner work is huge. The inner work. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for your support in rating and reviewing this podcast. Speaking of reviews, I wanted to share with you a wonderful review from Dating is Such a Drag, which, by the way, is another podcast that I was a guest on. So check that out and make sure that you listen to my episode. As a dating coach specializing in empaths, this is such an important topic. Raven's experience, knowledge, and compassion are important for helping people-pleasers release shame and embrace a new way of setting boundaries and loving yourself. It's so important for attracting healthier relationships. Thank you so much, Jeannie. And I appreciate you all for taking the time to write a review and rating the podcast. If you haven't done so, you know where to find it. Scroll all the way down and tap write a review. If this episode benefited you, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag myself at Raven Scott Show and at Anna C. Jones and allow us to connect with you. And remember, everybody, keep your unique light shining. Swear I won't forget this. Why do I regret this? In my mind, reckless. Thoughts are feeling endless. Sitting up, I'm breathless. Anxiety's infectious. I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed. I hate being open. I hate being broken.